0: You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. All right, everyone, welcome to another edition of Connecticut Real Estate Edge. Got a really exciting episode today. Super special guest with us, someone I'm really excited to bring on for you guys. It's Mr. Brent Bowers, managing member of the Land Sharks and an absolute expert when it comes to land investing. And what I wanted to do in today's episode is bring on Brent to talk a little bit about land investing versus home investing, because here on our podcast, we really focus on buying homes, single family, multifamily homes. But I want to give a different perspective from somebody who's invested in real estate and created a lot of wealth and success outside of the conventional method of buying single-family or multifamily homes. So, with that said, Brent, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I don't get uh, I don't get uh, called Mister Brent Bowers too often, so I feel really special right now. So, yeah, thanks for having me. I- I'm happy to talk about. Uh, comparing and contrasting land versus houses. I actually started buying houses and, you know, I was buying rentals and then started wholesaling houses to pay for college uh, while I was in the military. And then I started buying more rentals. And then we started flipping houses and, and, and renovating houses. And boy, I stumbled on land by hearing a podcast. Um, and really uh, land investing is older, probably one of the oldest businesses out there, but it's just not talked about very much.
0: Yeah. So to kick off our episode today, can you talk a little about why someone would consider investing in vacant land yeah. instead of investing in regular real estate? Maybe they're already investing in a single family, multifamily home. Why is land so attractive? Why is it so different?
1: Yeah, for, for me, I'll tell you why I started investing in vacant raw land was because I had a full time job. I was working, working in the military. I was in the military, I was an army officer. And I didn't have time to go and meet homeowners and sit on the stinky, dirty couch for, you know, two hours figuring out like why they wanted to sell their house and how I can get it at a discount. And I was sending a ton of mail trying to get in front of these house owners. And, you know, I heard about land on a podcast and I was just so intrigued. I was like, man, no one else is talking about this. Um, there must be something to it. So for me personally, it was more of a just a time issue. I didn't have time uh, to go and meet these homeowners. And most of these landowners, uh, they were be- they were either behind on taxes or they were out of state or they owned it for many years. And they were happy to hear from me. They were happy to receive a letter from me saying that I would buy their land. Uh, there was no meeting them. And also the money was a lot less than buying a couple hundred thousand dollar home to where it's like for instance let me tell you about my first home purchase i had purchased that for 127,000 this was back in 2007 um at the height of the market and i mortgaged myself for the next 30 years to buy this investment property my payment was 750 a month i rented it out for 950 a month and i never ever ever made a single penny on that house i sold it in 2019 um, all, something always broke, even though I was getting a couple hundred of a month over my mortgage. But let me tell you about my first land deal. I bought that for $285. I literally got it under contract for $285 and started calling realtors and was really, wasn't trying to sell the land. I was trying to figure out what is it worth? And realtors were telling me anywhere from five to $10,000. And I had a realtor make an offer to me on the phone for five grand she ended up buying it the next week. So I bought it for $285, sold it for five grand. I was profitable immediately on that deal. I literally paid the guy on Tuesday and got my certified check on Wednesday from the title company. That's how quick it was. So I was kind of hooked from that point. Uh, then the next parcel I bought for $500 and sold that one for $500 down and $400 a month. That was my, my first passive income go. note, actually seller financing. And then the third one is crazy. I got that one under contract for for thirteen hundred dollars, and I assigned my contract for ten thousand uh, dollars. I, I literally just wholesaled my contract, and mm-hmm. I just kept doing them and doing them. And I would I I'd, I I'd, I'd assign a contract, then I'd flip one for cash, and then I would flip one with seller financing. And before I knew it, in almost eighteen months, I was up to I was up to ninety eight hundred a month in payments, and I was like, okay. This is amazing. I never hear from these buyers unless, you know, they need to change out like their 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 debit card information and this is actually before I I accepted debit card and all mm-hmm. that. I was like collecting checks, which I don't recommend that. There's there's no servicing softwares out there, but I was kind of just failing forward.
0: I love it. I love it. It's really unconventional for sure, and that's really the type of strategies we try to expose here on the uh, Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. So with that said, based on what you mentioned, it sounds like the main reasons why land is so attractive is number one, there's little to no competition, right? We all know in the current market, especially the competition is insane for single family and multifamily real estate right now. So that's a big one. And then I love the fact that you were able to get into a deal with just a couple hundred dollars and literally make you know, hundreds of percent return on your initial investment so quick, that's almost unheard of in real estate. So that to me is very attractive, especially to those people that are starting out. Maybe they only have $500 or $1,000. You cannot get into a, a home realistically with that type of money. Um, occasionally you can, but it's very, very rare. So I love that as well as a, as part of your strategy. So can you talk about why this is such an untapped market, specifically why there's so little competition in land when there's so much money to be made? Why isn't everyone looking at this?
1: Yeah, I'll say, I think there's some, um, you know, first of all, there's not a HGTV or an A&E uh, show yeah. about flipping dirt. I don't think it's as sexy as flipping houses. Um, and, and let me tell you, those shows. I've talked to people that are on those shows. They're they're not all accurate. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Um, at number two, I think it's just not widely talked about. You know, I'm against the herd mentality. You know, I'm from a cow town. Like our biggest producer of income where I grew up was cattle, and I know one thing about cattle is they eventually get slaughtered. So you never want to run with the herd. I, I try and do the opposite of everyone else. Um, so why, why are like, why are people not investing in land? I think a lot of people just like me, when I was buying houses and wholesaling houses and flipping houses, I would drive by land and I wouldn't even take a second look at it. Cause I didn't know a way to make money. There was no building on there. I can renovate no house. I can wholesale no house. I can rent out. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there that own land that, that really, would, would be fine selling it. We call them the don't wanters that will sell it to you at a discount or they might sell it to you at retail value. And you can do something called value add by subdividing it or putting in a road or, or developing it. I don't do those things. I, I just like to find the discounts, yeah. buy them at a discount and sell it to someone else for what it's worth. But uh, I, I would say another thing is banks really don't land on land. So right. you know, it's uh, th- th- we have to get more creative. So I-, I, think just the mainstream is not talking about it. Uh, I mean, there's mult, there's many, many land millionaires that I know now that I, that I'm in this. So my reticular activator is out there. Like, there's a lot of land investors. They're just you just don't know about
0: them. Okay. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I heard years ago about the incentive that there is from a banking standpoint, for there to be single family homes being sold all the time, right? Because there's so much money to be made in the financial aspect of the home buying, specifically the mortgage, right? The origination fees, the interest charges, uh, the amortization, right? If you ever want to just blow your mind, go look at an amortization schedule on a 30-year mortgage. Oh, it's crazy, right? Definitely have the upper hand. So I resonate. You know, what you're saying makes a lot of sense that nobody's out here promoting it because unless you've got a course or some way to monetize the land, you're doing it yourself. And that's really it, right? There's not like, hey, go talk to this banker, go get pre-approved. It's none of that. Land is a, a cash business. And I have people contact me as a lender all the time asking about land purchases and whatnot. And there's only one or two banks that I know of that do them. And it's very difficult. The criteria, the interest rates are high. You have to put very large down payments to the point where it's not worth it. The risk versus reward on land on lending in land is not worth it. So I'm really glad you kind of touched on that because that's a big point. Now, I know you're a veteran of the military. You said Army, correct? Yeah, Army, yep. Huge, huge fan of our military here. And I work with a lot of vets doing uh, VA loans and things of that nature, which obviously we use to purchase primary homes. Yeah. Speaking to our veteran listeners out there, Brent, can you talk about specifically veterans getting started in real estate in general and why you think vets are a great match to use real estate to build their wealth?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was one of them. Uh, I still am. I'm still a veteran. Um you know, I was stationed in Germany for three years and my mortgage, I'm sorry, not my rent was eight hundred and fifty euro a month. I did the math back then, like, I don't know, it was like, uh, from 2010 to 2013, I paid that landlord over 40 something thousand us dollars. I'm never going to get a single penny of that back. Um, not that I was going to buy a house in, in Europe, uh, nor did I even know if I was allowed or could I, Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're in the United States and you're getting basic allowance for housing. I mean, the first thing you should do is buy a property, buy a house. Well, what if I'm a single soldier? Like, who cares? Like, give yourself all the excuses in the world to not take action. Uh, may- maybe this is th- you might want to fast forward, <laughs> but but this is I- I'm all I'm all about taking action. So when I went to college, I was still in the military. I was single. I bought the house next to the college with my VA loan, and I rented out the rooms. To other college students, and here's the cool thing about it: I was get—I forget what my BAH was, but anyhow, I was getting a couple thousand a month for BAH, um, basic allowance for housing, is what that is. And I got a VA loan, no money down, like you do, Robert. And I rented out the rooms, and I literally made over hundred dollars a month just to live there, and then I pocketed all that BAH. Well, then I refinanced that house and bought another investment property. So that kind of started my my little seed, my little, um, my acorn <laughs> that turned into a massive oak tree uh, many years ago. Um, so that's one thing I recommend. And here's the thing. If you do that, the army has us moving every like three to three years, really. So over a 20 year career, I mean, if you have 15 year or 30 year mortgages on all these, you know, when you're 65 years old, hopefully a few of these are paid off and you're earning income. Same with same thing with land. I have we have a ton of veterans in the land sharks community and they're stationed all over the world. We got one guy, uh, he just got out of the military and uh he he's a captain in the army and he was in command in Korea. He's doing over a hundred thousand dollars a month net. Profit. And yes, I know the difference between net and gross. Anyways, mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, was that like all keeping, keeping all? That? Yes, it was absolutely net profit. Um, and then, you know, another guy just got out of the military. Um, hope he doesn't mind me saying his name, Pat. Um, in 30 days, uh, now as actually 45 days, he did his first land deal, made $7,500 net profit. Um, you know, we don't make that a month in the military. I mean, right. maybe the higher ups do like, like, you know, definitely the higher ups. Right. I was not making 7500 a month in the military.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so just to you reiterate some of the things you said as a veteran you have access if you're looking to buy a home and supplement your income with the land stuff like we're talking about buy a home using the va loan it's the best loan in the country and even if you think that you can't get approved you'd be surprised some of these va loans as far as just getting in the real estate game because like you said you need to put your head somewhere at night why pay a landlord when you can get in for very, very little money down on a VA loan, and then supplement that, create a side hustle, use this land as a side gig, right? As a supplemental income to your military uh, income or your full-time civilian income. And then ultimately, if it works out well, like it has for you, Brent, they can transition to this as a full-time career, of course, right?
1: That's so So true.
0: That's That's awesome. I think one other thing is the, and I'm sure you can uh, definitely magnify what I'm saying on this better than I can, but people that come from military are regimented, they are disciplined and there is something that goes for to say for success in real estate and success in life in general and coming from that sort of background and that discipline it can really help out. Do you agree?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, be disciplined, you know, pay pay a little extra each month. You can, you know, literally if you uh divide up your mortgage payment, let's say your mortgage payment is 1200 a month, and you send an extra hundred dollars a month. Well, that's going to get you one extra mortgage payment a year. That literally will knock off seven years off your mortgage right there. Uh, well, well, Robert Brent, I I don't want to be a landlord. I'm going to be moving with the military and, or going to deploy in three years, so I don't want to be a landlord. You know what? Like, I don't want or or let me go, Robert Brent. I don't want phone calls in the middle of the night saying the toilet won't flush. Then turn your phone off. <laughs> you know get a like, property
0: manager. I have a vet that moved from South Carolina to Connecticut and what they ended up doing was they ended up uh, being able to get a manager down there they they hired a property manager for 10 percent of the rent and it's completely turnkey. not only that but we were able to use the rental income to offset that previous mortgage payment. So a lot of vets are concerned I'm not going to qualify with all these loans. Again, the VA loan. I didn't mean to go off on this tangent, but whenever I talk to vets, it's like it's such an amazing tool and so many don't use it. Right. So switching back over to talking about land first time land investors, can you give just a couple quick tips for people that are hearing this? It's resonating. They want to get started with land. What are just three tips that you can be telling our listeners that they can use to get started right away?
1: Yeah, I mean, so the the number one tip, and this is not how I got started. This is how that's this is what's working for me today, right now in 2024 is number one, figure out where the land is selling. That's that tells me demand. That tells me what like that's that allows you to figure out what it's selling for, price per acre, price per square foot. Number two, uh, pull a list, pull a list of, of landowners in that specific neighborhood where land is selling um, you can go to the landsharkslist.com that's a free trial to propstream it's going to get you a 7 day free trial pull a list of landowners in that area and then send them a postcard super simple postcard saying hey my name's Jonathan or my name's Robert I'd like to buy your land at 123 main street call me or text me if you're interested in a fair cash Offer, God bless you. And if anybody wants a copy of that postcard, go to the landsharks.com forward slash postcard. Those are the top three tips. Okay. That's how you're gonna get land deals right now. Start having conversations. I like to focus on income producing activities. Like, I mean, if, if someone's just looking to double their income, you know, make an extra five thousand dollars a month, like this is the easiest, fastest way to do it. This is the easiest, fastest way to get started in real estate with a low barrier of entry. Like I did not have. So that two hundred eighty-five dollar land deal I did in twenty sixteen, I was a brand new second lieutenant. I had just bought another house in Colorado Springs, paid way too much for it. I thought I was paying way too much for it. One hundred ninety thousand dollars. That house just, holy crap! The house next door just sold for six hundred thousand. So let's let me tell you, like, buy yeah. today because it's always going to be expensive. Thirty years from now, it's going to be expensive. Yep. Um, so with the land because like we're running out of it. Right. Nice. Um, But uh...
0: what about investing out of state versus local? Can you just I mean, is there a preference with land investing? Should people start in their backyard? Or do you really see a benefit of just going where there's land being sold? Right. Figuring out where in the country is there demand for land and really going there and figuring out that market and then just pouncing, Right.
1: There's always a benefit for doing it in your backyard. It's closer. You can meet buyers. You can shake hands of real estate agents. You can you can go to the title company. I loved 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 going to the title company uh, when I was doing this in my backyard in Colorado. Um, and it, we call it a celebration time. You know, I go get a check. <laughs> um, I get mm-hmm. testimonials and reviews from my buyers and my sellers. So. Um, it was a great time. Now I've expanded a little bit, but what if there's no land selling in your backyard or you're, the land's like a billion dollars in your backyard? Right. I'm not buying. Let me just tell you, I'm seeing in the price range uh, of, of under about 300K, 300,000. Um, I get people sending me all the time, $7 million land deals. And I'm like, ah, well, you know, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. One day, maybe I'll buy a $7 million land deal. But for Uh,
0: someone starting out, like, is it a realistic approach to say, hey, you know what? I've only got five grand and I want to do a few of these deals to get my feet wet. And I don't want to wait another year or two to save up for a down payment. So can I do it? Can I get started with just a couple thousand dollars and actually make money with this square one?
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought me back on point because that was me in 2016. I didn't even have the $285 to buy that parcel of land. Uh, I lined up the buyer to close on Wednesday. I paid the seller on Tuesday. That way I knew that $285 wouldn't be out of my account very long because I had kids and diapers and a new mortgage payment. So yes, get started today. Don't worry about the money. I didn't have the money back then either. Um, I didn't have time or money. So I was kind of in a worse position because of the army we were preparing for. I was literally getting ready to prepare for like we were leaving for another combat deployment. So it was train up time. Um, so it was a huge, like constant. I was preparing to go to, I was going to the field, like the following week. Uh, I remember I closed a land deal from the field. Um, I got 44 acres under contract next to Shrever air force base in Colorado Springs. Um, they agreed to sell it to me for 25 grand. Now that land's worth like wow several hundred thousand dollars minimum. Um, we got it under contract. I got it under contract with the bank. And then I was freaking out. I didn't have twenty five thousand, and I had one week before I had to go to the field. I went out and put signs all over the place. Mm-hmm. I put forty four acres, cash only, thirty eight k. And before I finished putting out my thirty something signs, I had a call. Gentleman agreed to. And we literally met on the side of the road. Agreed to buy it for me for thirty eight k. So do the math. Like it's like a thirteen thousand dollar assignment fee. And then while I was in the field, I kept getting calls. Like people were offering me so much more money and like that was life changing back then luckily me and that gentleman shook hands but i remember that was one of the hardest deals i ever did cuz i was like i got a, a $14,000 higher offer the next day and it was like painful not to take it
0: we've all got those stories for sure especially when you do a lot of deals so as we wind down here Brent can you tell everyone that's listening that wants to get involved cuz this is exciting how can they reach out to you what resources do you have where can they visit to kickstart this
1: yeah i guess the fastest easiest way um a couple things you know you can find me on social media brent l bowers and yes the l stands for land that's probably the easiest way uh, brent l bowers one i'm on tiktok i'm on instagram i do videos every day talking about this uh you can also if you want to schedule a call with me jump on a phone um go to the landsharks.com and just schedule a call or hit the apply button. It'll ask you some questions. um, And then I'll call you as soon as possible.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is eye-opening for me. I've heard of land investing. I've definitely known some people that maybe have dabbled in it, but to bring on an actual market leader, an expert like yourself that's done this all over the US, right? It's just, it's eye-opening. And I think one of the most important things is expanding your knowledge, expanding what you know about real estate, because as one of my early mentors once told me, there's a million ways to make a million bucks.
1: Oh my goodness. That's so true. Holy cow. And the, and the more money you make, the more opportunities will come your way. And the more times you'll have to say no and keep your laser vision focused on
0: That's for sure. So, um, you know, I want to take a minute to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to meet with me and to record this podcast for all of our loyal listeners all over. So thank you for that. And to everyone listening, reach out to Brent. He's the leader, the expert. If this is something you're looking to do. I always say build that wealth team. Get people in your corner that are already where you want to be. So if land investing is somewhere that you want to be, if this is motivating you, then Brent is a great person and has a great organization that can help mentor you. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.